Hey, this is Chad Stewart from the band Faster Pussycat and creator of Devil's Crown Bloody Mary Mix. Are you sick of the same old generic wake up, break up, headache cure? Tomato juice, ice, fake flavors from a jar? Well, I've created a mix, tried and true, tested from countless years on the road. When you decide only the best Bloody Mary Mix will do, go to devilscrownmix.com. Flavorful, spicy, all the things you need to get your head straight. You'll think it came from the devil himself. And as a special full-on podcast offer, I'm giving you 20% off your entire purchase by typing in full-on at checkout at devilscrownmix.com. Cheers. Hey, Matt, how are you doing, man? I'm very well. How are you? We are doing great. You have myself, Tim, and we have Keelan here. We have Ike, and we have Damien here. How are you doing? What's going on? What's up? What's oh, up? Well, full house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where are you calling from? <laughs> I, I live in the Netherlands. Oh, nice. Um, I'm originally from the UK, from a, a town called Ipswich, just east of London. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've lived in the Netherlands for around about nine years um yeah i originally came here to study and ended up staying and um, changing the so music yeah. industry yeah well yeah attempting to yeah um but yeah no i i like it out here and yeah since moving from the uk a lot of stuff has happened with brexit and stuff so it's nice to still be in in europe um especially for the music industry as well. Yeah. Um, and when when live music gets back on the road as well, I'm very curious to see what happens. But, but yeah, so I'm, I'm calling from the Netherlands. What's the music scene out, like out there pre-COVID? It's, yeah, I mean, here is very, the Netherlands is very big on EDM music, uh, genre-wise, mm-hmm. uh, which, yeah, which isn't particularly my kind of, uh, yeah, my kind of thing but live wise i mean it's very it's very tough to to walk into a, a bar and and see a live band for free Interesting. which yeah that's one thing i really miss from from the uk or even the us i spend a lot of time in the us and i love just jumping into a bar and there'll be be a band playing and you know they're playing for tips or whatever um, whereas here it's like, if you want to see live music, you're going to, have to pay, uh, buy tickets in advance, not even on the door, a lot of places. Oh, wow. Uh, That's crazy. Uh, what kind of music do you like yourself? Oh, good one. Um, I have a, yeah, it, it all depends on mood and, and sort of what I'm into at the time, but I have a soft spot for the seventies because it's my, my father's era. Mm. Um, so I grew up listening to a lot of, a lot of stuff from the seventies. Um, I'd say, I'd say my genre is punk. 
Okay. Um, speaking to the right people, yeah. not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Three of us, <laughs> you, you, got, you have three out of the four in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd say it's tough. I mean, it, it really depends. I go from this to that. Um, but yeah, I, I I love a lot of Australian punk at the moment. There's a lot of nice little free pieces. Um, I think the chats are probably one of the most popular. Yeah. Um, the snippers. Which, yeah, I mean, what's that? Sorry. The snippers down there. Yeah, yeah, great band as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all. It, it really depends on on what I'm listening to at the time. But what are you guys into? I mean, a, a lot of the same stuff. I mean, over here, you know, uh, you know, we're into the what the people call punk, I guess. But there's newer bands, not new anymore, but like the Bronx and shit like that um just anything yeah. that's loud for me i don't i don't want to speak for these guys yeah i mean uh well we we grew up listening to a lot of like 90s punk and stuff like that and Boo. then got into like 80s hardcore um and then a lot of the bands around here now are kind of like playing stuff that's a little it's kind of a newer take on 80s hardcore i would say so i yeah. like uh, pretty much anything that just like is is got a lot of energy behind it is pretty much what i'm into which is mostly punk and hardcore and um but then i also like you know some bands that are a little more like influenced like uh with just rock and roll and so kind of all over mm -hmm. the place rock and roll <coughs> punk hardcore so so with what what you do you you work can we say who where you work yeah absolutely okay so yeah. you work for for you grow promo yeah. which you guys are essential in, in getting into Spotify and, and playlists of that nature. And I think it's interesting that, that here you are on the cusp of what the music industry is now, but your preferred mm -hmm. music is something that was so basic and, you know, just like 70s punk and 70s UK punk was just like just the start of tearing everything down at that point and starting over again, and here we are again. I think it's very interesting that, that you're at this point in the music industry. You guys are like the gatekeepers for what people are hearing now. Yeah, well, you could say that. I mean, and that's quite interesting because in a way, it's, you know, I'm not associated with Spotify at all. It's purely um, independent playlisting. And some of, so I push music through my network um, and playlists we've built ourselves over the years as well. But a lot of these curators are just independent playlist curators. They're not associated with a label. Um, or anything so it's it's amazing i i feel how that's changed over the years where everything's becoming um everything can be done diy essentially um but yeah so that's what i do um i i work for a company that we pitch music to to playlists um we also offer sort of a, a guarantee so we offer a different yeah, we offer different packages. So say um, the starter package, for example, um, we guarantee in between 2K and 6K streams. Um, that's because we we kind of do that because if we feel we can't push the song as well, we'll always reject it. Mm -hmm. Or I say reject it. Um, uh, we, won't, we won't try and push something that we don't kind of like ourselves. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do. Um, and I have a network of people, so we push a lot of rock music, um, a lot of
lot of electronic music, uh, all sorts, but it really, um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's in, in a nutshell what I do, um, pushing music into the right places and, and all in all trying to work the Spotify algorithm. I mean, that's the, the ultimate goal. Yeah. So, so when you're, when you do like people, I will use Spotify again, people, oh, I'm going to hear this new song. I want to hear on Spotify. I go to this playlist. Can you, in kind of like layman's terms, just describe what that process is? How does a song get from someone recording it and getting onto Spotify on a list that they want? Um, it really depends. I mean, if we're talking about Spotify's editorial list, so their own list, um, that's all done through through Spotify for artists. So, say you're you're you've recorded an album, or, or even better, just recorded a single, and you're just releasing a single. There's there's one thing um, that a lot of people don't do, which I feel they should do, is, is if you're going to release an album, I would just release all of the tracks as singles before releasing the album. And that's because you then have an opportunity to pitch every one of those tracks to Spotify to begin with, um, which is absolutely free. Uh, if, if you release music yourselves, you, you, you see on Spotify for artists, um, you can go on, sorry. Oh, I think that's interesting that you bring that up because especially with the the way that the world is right now and not being able to play shows and bands trying to be creative in the way that they put out music, um, putting yeah. out singles, like having a singles campaign seems to be a really positive way to stretch out your music and stay relevant. So I think it's, it's cool that you kind of reinforce that that's a positive way to approach it, especially on Spotify. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's just an, an extra opportunity to pitch your tracks to to Spotify playlist um, because if you're releasing a whole album in in one, you can only pitch one track from the album. Mm. Um, so what you see a lot of bands doing now um, is you see they release um, say four singles and then they'll release the the four track EP. Right. Um, yeah. After it. Uh, so that I'd say and and doing that. Um, it's recommended to do at least two or three, I would say three weeks before the release uh, to give Spotify for it to get into their system. They need time to listen to it. Um, and yeah, and I would always recommend releasing on a Friday as well. Um, okay. That's because most of the lists, are, especially the Spotify editorial lists, so say they're, I don't know, they're, rock hits usa i don't know if they have a list called that called that but that for example a lot of these lists um rotate on friday and also you have new music friday which is a great list to get into and also people's uh release radars as well a lot of the time refresh on fridays um so yeah i'd say in the sort of from recording a track or recording an album, um, getting it, uploading it to Spotify or Spotify for artists ready for release uh, at least two weeks before release date, uh, pitching to their lists, uh, which is, yeah. Um, it's also good to tag the track or put a description of the track and as ac accurately as you can because 
yeah, the more information they have, the yeah, the easier it is for them as well. Um, yeah, release tracks as singles. Um, even if you're releasing a full album, I'd recommend that. Um, and, and then yeah, and then I'm sorry, Matt. On, sorry. So when you when you're saying you know put a description of the tracks, and we're just doing this because a lot of people listen to this podcast that are in bands and stuff like that. You know, would you yeah. not only describe what it is, say it's rock and roll or heavy metal, would you put certain band names that you think you want to attract? You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like yeah. Queens of the Stone Age or whatever. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, and moods and feelings as well. That's a massive thing now on Spotify. Oh, nice. Uh, they curate a lot of lists based on moods. So I read something really interesting the other day. Um they curated the playlist here it, for, for the Dutch market. Um, it was a driving list, so it was a lot of Dutch tracks. But um, the BPM, they kept, I think they had a maximum BPM of like 110 or 100 or something. It's because they didn't want, they don't want people to drive too far. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. So Our they, they look at absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, it's amazing. You'll be surprised at how much they look at, but also BPM, key, um, of course, language. Um, it, the, it all it picks up all of that. Um, and the more information you can put into the um, the description, the better. And yeah, definitely put bands you're influenced by um, for sure. Um, so that's the I'd say the first step of releasing music is having a shot at the the Spotify editorials. And to be honest, I think it's very rare to just, um, to, to have your first release go into these lists. I think you see a lot of the time they're releasing bands, uh, sorry, curating uh, bands that have, I don't know, singles or tracks that have a couple of hundred thousand streams maybe, and a bit of a following. Um, so I think it is very hard to, to just to release your first track and expect to get into um, a Spotify editorial. Um, but yeah, that's, that's some tips for that. And then, so what we do though, is we pitch to independent curators and we, the, the ultimate goal is, so we offer organic streams, real listens, because there's also a massive problem on Spotify of fake playlists, by the way. Oh yeah. I've seen uh, yeah. It's a real nightmare because, People people buy fake streams, and I, I would advise anyone to avoid it um, because it completely ruins the algorithm of your of your profile. Oh no! Oh wow! Um, yeah, if you've done it, I, I I wouldn't worry. Like you can, it sort of it will fade out if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's and you can see it as well when you see people's profiles say a a country. A country rock band from from the south of the US and and all of their streams are coming from um, Frankfurt in Germany or <laughs> there's some of these cities right. that that you can immediately see they're like farm cities I suppose you could call them um, so yeah but that's a that fake playlist and bot playlist aside I mean we can discuss that later but um, the ultimate goal is to to build up organic streams and 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 fo- uh, following to then work the algorithm essentially, um, because the more streams you're getting, 
uh, the more listeners you're getting, the the more um, playlists, the more you're going to be in people's Spotify algorithmic lists. So with algorith- algorithmic lists, I mean uh, Discover Weekly is an algorithmic list, um, Release Radar, um, and there's another one as well. The Made For You list, I don't know if you know these lists. Um, but yeah, so I think you have like the Daily Mix, I think they call it, and that's also a Spotify algorithmic list. So once you have a following and a um, and you're gathering streams, it's it's then you're going to get listed in in people's algorithmic lists, and you'll end up in people's Discover Weeklies, and yeah, that's the that's the way to grow organically, and and I think it takes months. Though it's I. I I speak to a lot of bands, um, a lot of musicians that are really looking for quick results for, you know, to, to, to gather sort of 10 to 20,000 streams in the first week on their track, but it's not really how it works. It takes months, sometimes even years, um, to really grow organically and build a following, um, and then to hit these lists that you want. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, that kind of thing in music is always the same. Whether you are doing it through playing shows, you got to play hundreds of shows to finally catch on. You got to do mailing lists. You got to you had to do all of that kind of stuff. So this is just another thing that you have yeah. to be persistent at. So say I yeah. write I write a song. I have a band. I write a song and I call it "Smells Like Teen Spirit." No, <laughs> at, at, you know, so how do yeah? How does like you grow <laughs> promo? Like how would that work? What would I do? I have I have a song. And just kind of walk through the process, why we should go to something like you, and then how do you get that out there for everybody? Yeah, so first of all, um, a lot of people just go on our website, purchase a package, and then we we listen to their track, and we either place it or we refund them. But you could also send me the track beforehand to save that process. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'd first of all establish whether I've got the network um, and the lists for for the track um, because I you know I wish I could but I can't place everything yeah uh, but it, it's also that's also a bit of a thing I think music in a way is obviously quite subjective and what I don't like other people could so a lot of the time I base that on on the production um, if it's well mixed and mastered and you know if your ears aren't bleeding <laughs> um, or, or if they are. Yeah, sometimes that um, means that we'll be listened to a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of the time it's it's because I, I I do receive a lot of stuff where I just can't. The production is is too raw, um, and I don't feel like I can place it. So I'd I would just say yeah, this this wouldn't be for us. So, um, sorry, I was just going to ask. Um, so do you have like a. a you know, a big team around you or is it, is it just coming through you and you're just picking what you're passionate about or, or what you think will be placed? Uh, there's, there's five of us. Um, and we're split a little bit based on genres. Um, so I take most of the, the rock genres. Um, and then the guy takes a lot of the EDM stuff. Um, so yeah, we're a small team of five, but we've grown from two to five in the last, I think four months because it's just, yeah, it's really business is really picking up. 
So, um, so basically, you're like a music supervisor almost, and like where they would place stuff for syncs and shows. Like you shop for different places and different playlists. You can put music. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you could say that, and I mean, it's an interesting subject sync as well because that's becoming increasingly important, and I feel like the opportunities in sync now also are more than ever. Um, but yeah, you could say that. I yeah. Essentially, I'm I'm placing placing music and um, and that's also a thing. There's I've had it before where I've taken on a track and I think okay, I've great, I've got the I've got the network or the lists for this, and it just I couldn't place it. No no one would take it, um, and I've had to go back to the um, back to the artist and say sorry, we we tried our best and. We can't place so either offer them a full refund or, or um, yeah, offer to place another track. So, um, but <laughs> I, I would say, go on. Sorry. No, I was gonna say, and then they broke up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Sold their gear. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think what you're doing is amazing because, like, we're we're at a a, a point of revolution in the music industry, and I I come from the label side and i love that it's not even necessary anymore because there are people like you and you could record you could write and record in your own house you don't have anr saying oh you should bring in this songwriter to you know help gum up the works and everything you can do exactly what you want give it to someone like you and you of course you're going to make your money and then you get to get it out there to the public to where people are going to hear it and then this is what music should be it's still creating art and this is what it should always have been and should always be yeah, that's absolutely. And I, I read something the other day that I think forty there's forty thousand tracks being added or uploaded to Spotify every day, um, which is obviously massive. And that's I think the majority of that is pure DIY artists. You know, like mm -hmm. you say, I'm I'm in my bedroom. I can I can make a track. You know, reach out to my network to get it placed. Um, and you can organically grow that way. We're not so reliant on labels um, anymore. Yeah, I mean, it, it sound it took Nirvana millions of dollars to sound like they didn't care. Where now you could actually just <laughs> write something and and play it. It could be as raw as I know you have production values that you're personally looking for, but you could still do it on your own and get it out there to Absolutely. more people than a, a label could even yeah. get it to. I love it. I, yeah. I just love this so much, and what you're doing is amazing. Absolutely. And funny you say that because not all prom you don't have to pay for all promotion. So um, all those services like YouGrow, there's other services as well, uh, like uh, Playlist Push, I believe, and Submit Hub. Um, their their model is a little bit different. Um, but also, you don't have to pay for everything. I would, as an independent band or musician, I would get on Reddit. It's really good. Um, and just get into the communities on Reddit, the rock punk communities, and just, you know, throw a link on there and see who reacts and mm -hmm. start a dialogue with people because, and that's free, you know, um, and you, you, you can get streams, whatever adds to playlist saves that way as well. You don't have to pay for all promotion. It does take a bit of time, um, and a bit of investment, but, yeah, it's yeah. I would also always con consider that and recommend that. And also, a lot of playlists 
um, you can approach yourself. So say you're a rock band. Um, I would always just see what playlists are out there. Type in, I don't know, punk rock or whatever your niche is or um, into the Spotify search bar and just scroll down and look for the independent list. So the ones that aren't, I don't know, Topsify or Filter, um, just the ones that are, yeah, independent. You can just see it by the name, um, the name of the curator. And a lot of the time, maybe they have an Instagram handle on there or they have a um, an email address and just shoot them your song. Um, it's I'd say nine times out of ten, it doesn't work. Um, and maybe they say, oh, we'll uh, do this in return or something. <laughs> like, I don't know, post them on your Instagram feed or something, but it's, there's ways like that now where you can just approach these curators yourselves as well. Um, like I say, it doesn't work all the time, but one out of 10, it will. And it's just, a, if you're willing to invest the time in doing that, then it's, it's worth, it's worthwhile. Yeah. It's so go back a little bit to like, your beginnings were you in a band at all or was it just listening to your dad's like stranglers albums and saying i want to be into the music <laughs> uh stranglers um i i was I, I played the drums up until i was i'm 29 by the way i okay. played drums 13 to about 18 um and then when i was 18 i went traveling and i moved to the netherlands um so i've not really pay, played much since so and I studied, so when I, in the UK, you go to high school until you're 16, and then from 16 to 18, you have a choice to either go to college or sixth form, we call it. I went to college and studied music production there. Um, and then when I moved to the Netherlands, I studied music business. And actually, when I was, how old was I? I remember I couldn't drink. I think I was 18, just before I went traveling. I went to Memphis um, and I spent a week on Beale Street. And I think that was one of the moments where I realized, okay, I'm not sure I'm going to be playing drums forever <laughs> because these, these, these jazz or, or blues artists are fucking shit hot <laughs> and they're playing for tips. Uh, and that's where I kind of faded from playing and having a passion for playing and playing in bands to to just yeah the business side of things and and enjoying like learning about labels and events and all that side of stuff yeah i mean the thing about it's funny that you say that about drumming and, and seeing that on beale street i mean being a, a successful musician is not the most exact science you know what i mean like peter chris from kiss made tons of money playing drums and it's you know, so you just never know what's going to work and what's not going to work. Which are you I, saying he's not great? I think he's one of the <laughs> best. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Noodle Lars, arms. Lars Ulrich. <laughs> Lars Ulrich. There um, you go. But, but it, it's funny because like you kind of get to make those decisions. Not that you're making them in any way. You know, it's based on what you like or what you don't like or what you know. And you get to make those decisions. Like, is this going to be good enough for me to take to the next level? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I consider myself incredibly fortunate to be in that position because, um, you know, it's, it's, I could easily decide, oh, I want to study this. And, and, and I consider myself fortunate as well to fall into 
to something like playlist curation and, and, and pitching music because it's, yeah, I think it can be very hard as a musician um, to make a living. And, and yeah, it's always, I've got friends that, also, that work for labels out here. A couple of them work for Sony and stuff. And, and they're really, they're, some of these guys are working 50, 60 hours a week for a, for a half decent wage, don't get me wrong, but in that sense, I consider consider myself incredibly lucky to have fallen into fallen into something that I enjoy, and it's it's very rewarding as well. I mean, like as you guys know, I'm here for because of Dale and the rotten the rotten bastards, hmm. um, which it's nice because I he came he came to me and we yeah, I mean a band like the rotten bastards is, is is the production is nice and i i can i can push that nice and easy i like the music as well that's really my kind of stuff um and it's rewarding because you i don't know also i can see the, the stats and the numbers on spotify as well mm-hmm. um and for him is like we've had quite a lot of dialogue in the in the past month or so and i think for them as well they're just I, I know I, I realized they released an album I think ten years ago, um, but we focused mainly on the new album, and that's for them now. I'm hoping that they organically grow by hitting people's um, algorithmic lists, like we spoke about, um, getting in people's Discover Weeklies, um, their tracks tracks getting saved and you know re-added to to other people's lists. So, so and then with Dale and and Dale's a hustler like he's that's why he's producer supreme for us but like <laughs> what does he have to do now like so that's in those spots like what would you say for Dale to do now to take it to the next level or rotten bastards I should say um well I did say to him he should have uh, are any of you guys in the same band by the way or? no no we're all of separate bands okay yeah um I did say next next production or, or album whatever he should release all of the tracks as a single as i mentioned earlier um because then he's got a shot for all of the tracks at the spotify list um but i would say also treat his spotify page like social media so you can upload gigs on there i know it's a bit maybe a bit irrelevant at the moment but I, I, we're going to have a boom at the end of the year i think uh, upload your gigs on there upload your merch um, and interact with people on their socials um, and just create dialogues with people also on YouTube and just try and grow like uh, the, the loyal fan base because I, I think it's very hard to gain followers on Spotify um, like e- even I don't even I don't follow, say, the Ramones or massive fan of, and yeah, yeah. But you don't. Need I don't to. know you why have the albums. You know why would yeah, you have to follow? It, it, <laughs> exactly. exactly, and they're not going to release anything new uh, anytime. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but it's yeah. So in that sense, I think it's incredibly hard to gain followers, but it, it can happen, and I think you need to create a dialogue in order to do that, whether it's on on Instagram or, or I, I, I'm not massively into TikTok to be honest. And I, I kind of hate it, but it is, 
it works for people. I don't know about the the rock scene, to be honest, but yeah, in that sense, um, just really, and create playlists yourselves. So on your page, you can have like, I think they call it an artist pick um, for a playlist and just curate a list of tracks you're inspired by and throw your tracks in the list as well. Like, I don't know, don't get me wrong, don't throw your whole album as the first 10 songs, but <laughs> just throw them in <laughs> throw them in here and there and, and then mark that list on your profile as, as the artist pick. Um, and it's just getting people to stay on your profile for as long as possible, um, listening to, to your music, whether it's in your own list of tracks you're inspired by or... Um, yeah, or whatever. So I would just say, yeah, grow the profile, create that dialogue with people and, and just try and retain the the listeners as well in that sense. Matt, it's just you and me right now. Any of that <laughs> any of that payola coming through, yep. No. There's no payola no, in this what, in this world? Come on. No. We uh obviously it's against Spotify's terms of service. Um and we've been doing this for a couple of years and we've never had a issue with any of the lists wow. we use. That's amazing. We're also, we're also very um, careful with who we use because we did once have a guy that was um, putting botted or fake streams in his list, um, which we immediately, um, yeah, discontinued working with him. Um, but no, it's, you have to bear in mind that we have, um, lists, very active lists as well. So I'm not, you know, no one will add, well, well, maybe they will if they love the track, but people won't just add a track to their list most of the time without something in return. Right. Um, and we're fortunate as well because we don't really have big rock lists ourselves, but we do have big EDM lists um, and other genres. So the, essentially our network pitched to us as well. Um, so there is something in return, of course. And But yeah, of course, it's not payola because yeah, I don't think we'd still be here, to be honest. Yeah. Um, um, and do you, do yeah, you, and it's a massive risk for the artist as well. Do you, do you think that rock being sort of underground again, and it, it kind of goes through these periods, of, do you think it helps in this world because it's a little more focused? Because, you know, you know when, when it comes to EDM or hip-hop, there's just so much of it out there right now. It's just flooding the market. And I think with rock, the quality, there's fewer bands, and the quality can stand out a little bit more and a little bit easier to find. Um, sorry, what was the question? The question was, do you, do you think this, like, rock being a little bit underground right now helps people discover more new rock because it's, it's, it's a little more um, directed at certain people? I do. I mean, I always, it's a little bit raw, right? And I feel, especially here, it's, I feel like there's less and less people creating rock music um but i also 
think that there's more money in, say, EDM or, yeah, more more commercial genres now. Yeah. Like you say, rock is becoming more underground, less commercial. Um, so in that sense, I think it can definitely be discovered easy, more easier, for sure, um, than EDM music, for example. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it really depends. I mean, it's, I'd say a lot of it is just also persistent. Yeah. Um, releasing regularly. So I don't know, a couple of times a year or what, or an album once a year or whatever, which I suppose has always been the, pretty much the standard. Um, but yeah, I would say you can reach definitely more of a niche audience with rock music if that answers your question the the other thing about rock music is uh, historically and traditionally it's always been you had to have the right name you had to have a logo you had to have a look but none of that's as important anymore is it like you don't find that like oh this band's name's horrible or is it still important no that's the amazing thing like sometimes i listen to uh i don't know 50 tracks where i have a i don't know for a playlist on on saturday morning whilst um um eating breakfast and I don't know half of the band's names and I don't look at my laptop or my phone to see them yet I'm listening to them and mm -hmm. so it's definitely less relevant um for sure it's I think know, uh I think it kind of goes back to like what we've talked about on this podcast before none of it is it's a lot more it's all digital now it's like there's not much of that um you know like someone buying an album bringing it home and looking at the artwork it's kind of like whatever's in the background and then they start listening to it yeah that was like back in the yeah. old you know the thrash metal and hardcore tape trading days like you you'd get a cassette from someone that you would trust and it would have all these bands on you know obviously the metallica was a big thing but there was like sweet savage from mm -hmm. ireland and that and you would hear it and then you, same thing, you wouldn't pay attention because it was on a cassette, but eventually you would find out and then you would go seek it out. And then that's where all that stuff came in, the album cover, the logo and, and the photo and all that. But I don't think that second part of it translates or is even necessary anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm guessing you guys are slightly older than me. Uh, Take talking it easy. about cassette <laughs> 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 But uh, no, no, I did, I did my first year of high school. So in the UK, um, when I was uh, 11, 12 years old, I did listen to cassettes for about a year. Um, but that, that's, yeah, that's the thing you're seeing now, say these, these sleep concentration playlists or um, these, these pure mood playlists that are getting millions and millions of streams. No one cares about the artist's name or the profile mm -hmm. or the, the image. They want something that they can concentrate to whilst they're studying. And so there's, a, I think, one of the most popular popular lists on Spotify. Their own list is a concentration list for studying. And the, say the top 10 songs are getting thousands and thousands of streams every day. Um, and a lot of people don't even know the artist's name. Hmm. Uh, which, yeah, in that sense. But I, I do feel rock's a bit different in that sense. It's more personal. Uh, it yeah it it speaks to people a bit more and 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 also it it's vocals as well a lot of this this music i'm talking about in the concentration list is just instrumental um, yeah. uh, 
but yeah, absolutely. It's I feel like image is in a way it's becoming less relevant in some genres, for sure. And and then there was another thing, you know, you used to get in, you know attention by doing a cover song, and that lasted all the way up through the YouTube days, but. Is that something, you know, in this now streaming age that it's a big deal to have a cover song that will make a list or is it, or all original just as, as good? De- definitely you could do. I mean, I've never worked with covers actually, um, but it, I've heard it could definitely gain some traction uh, for sure. What I've heard on that kind of note of covers or different artists, I've, this is obviously, I assume this is against Spotify's terms of service, but there were people uploading tracks to Spotify for artists and then featuring, say, Justin Bieber in their track. Mm. And it was getting, it was getting through the, the, the Spotify screening or whatever they have, and their track was being released featuring Justin Bieber, which, of course, he wasn't. Um, oh, wow. And then... Yeah, and it, it, it getting discovered that way. I, I, I didn't. I don't know what Spotify done about that. Maybe they voided the, uh, the streams and stuff, um, which they can do. They, they do that with fake streams and bot streams. As oh, well. I can't imagine how many fake streams and everything go out there on Spotify every day. Just like it's crazy. How do they? Yeah. How do they f- uh, filter the nonsense and the crap and whatever you know trolling that could be possibly going on? I'm actually not too sure, but it's very easy to see a fake, a fake, um, someone that's bought fake streams because a lot of the time you can tell by the playlist they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an easy uh, target. Yeah, exactly. And you, you and mentioned the also where the, the streams are coming from as well, right? It's kind of a red flag. Yeah. So Buffalo is, is a big one. Uh, yeah, it, in the US, uh, uh, Frankfurt. If you see someone with like five thousand listeners from Frank Frankfurt in Germany, that's yeah, always not a, a big red flag. They're not listening. <laughs> no one's <laughs> listening. Exactly. Right. exactly. They don't even have five thousand people. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then when you're working uh, with like with top labels, they're dealing with their own relationships on the. Um, uh, Spotify curators like the rock this playlist and stuff. There's like one person for all those and they're just dealing with the, the top dogs and the record labels. There's no way someone like us could get through unless you have some kind of relationship with them. Right. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the industry's always been a bit like that. Right. True, yeah. I mean, it's also, it, it's funny you talk about payola as well, back to that because it, it's, it's, it's technically illegal to, to pay a radio DJ, right, to place your track. Yeah, yeah, that um, goes on all the time. Yet it goes on all the time. And that's the thing with, with curators. You can't, it's illegal to, that's where we're very careful as well, which we, we avoid because if we did do this, we could be shut down in a second. Yeah. But if someone was, say you, you, you released your track and you came to me saying, hey, Matt, I want this specific list. Here's a hundred bucks um, for the for the fifth spot of the list. That's payola, um, and Spotify could delete the list or or or, or chase us for delete the count or whatever. Um, 
in that sense, I, it was the same with the, the radio DJs back in the day, I think, where a label was, was going to, yeah, uh, a popular DJ and saying, look, here's a couple of thousand euros if you, if you play this track 10 times in the, every day for the coming two weeks. It's also the same, in a sense, with Spotify, that, but people are accepting payments. If you go on Fiverr, I don't know if you know Fiverr, um, it's uh, like a freelancing website. People are putting their playlists on Fiverr and putting a fee on them, saying you can pay me five bucks and I'll put you in my playlist, yeah. which is is against Spotify's terms of service, and that, that is Payola. Um but sorry, I got a bit off track. No, there. no, you're actually um, right on track because I'm still thinking like when I asked about the the major labels and the major playlists, I'm I'm sure there's still some kind of payola going on. Maybe not straight uh, cash going yeah. from hand to hand, but there's always it's been it, since the beginning of time, right? Yeah, it's drugs, it's vacations. Absolutely. I mean, it's I, vacations. I yeah. saw that stuff happen firsthand, and it goes back even farther. Like massive albums like Frampton Comes Alive. And I don't want to get my legs broken, but that was massive <laughs> because the mafia got involved. I mean, it's a famous story. Broken. Uh, legs are broken. Legs are broken. What, <laughs> what did I say? We're going to get Tim a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, you know, same with, I mean, obviously Nirvana was one of the biggest payola records of all time. That, that never mind. Was it never mind? I don't like Nirvana. Yeah, never mind the bollocks. Yeah. Never mind the bollocks. Yeah. Here's the Nirvanas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, man. But yeah, but that's the thing. It's always been there. So I'm sure it is happening now. I was being facetious when I asked you, but I know it must be rampant in this business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I assume, especially with the labels, I mean, it's it's network, right? And um, like you say, back in the day where, where it was possibly uh, dinners, drinks, drugs, parties, whatever. But now a lot of it is digital, I think, as well. I mean... Bitcoin. You can. <laughs> yeah. You get a free subscription to somebody's yeah. OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you could you can pitch to someone in, in Mexico or whatever. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to take them take them out for dinner. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> About how many submissions do you get, say, in a month? Ooh. In a month. Uh... I'm submitting to you right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to as well. Okay, Keelan's sending his OnlyFans over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you still talking music? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I hope you like Merkins. I'll say a couple. Of, <laughs> I'll say a couple of hundred. Wow, really? Uh, and, and you listen to them all, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's absolutely. Amazing. That's amazing. I, I, I always listen to the whole track as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you got it, though, man. It, I really appreciate that you do that. Yeah, it's a big yeah absolutely, because... And that's also a thing I I always um, I'll always try and connect with the artists as well if I like the track myself. Like actually, the first track that Dale sent me was the the one starting with the uh, what was it? Start right there, the meatloaf. Uh, mm-hmm. Fuck is it Paradise? I think yeah, Paradise by the Dashboard, dashboard light. light. Yeah. Um, Maybe you are. And well, I'm 29 with you. Yeah, yeah. Battle of Hell is, is an amazing album. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I'll always listen to the whole whole of the track, which I think is it also, of course, it's a, it's time-consuming, but it's one way also I can connect with the, the person trying to push their music. Um, I'm not just going to skip to a minute or, or 30 seconds and... and because also you don't know where the track's going to go. 
Um, I think with yeah, a lot of the time maybe with with rock music you 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 do know roughly where it's going to go, but some genres you really don't. So I always listen to the whole track, but you'll be surprised that you, you now have platforms. Let's uh, I'll say Submit Hub again, where you can see how long someone has listened to your track, mm-hmm. and I've pitched music to curators on Submit Hub before, and some curators listen to it for, I think, 12 seconds or something. And it was the first 12 seconds of the song, which, it, you know, we're not even out of the intro. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that's I'll always listen to the whole track. And it's, it's also, yeah, you know, if I don't like the track, then I won't. I say if I don't like it, if it's not, a, I feel like the production isn't there or it's rough or it's not been mixed or mastered um, properly, then, yeah, then I wouldn't push it. Yeah, that, that's interesting because I know back in the day, like, you get demos from people and they would put this big, long intro on it. <laughs> it's just like, dude, just just get to yeah. it. Get to the point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Has anyone ever sent you music where you just were like, I, I don't even know how to describe this. Like, it's not even music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I received some, I think he described it as noise the other day. Uh, and it it was way too niche mm, for, yeah. for me to push. And I, I did listen to the whole track. Um, I got through like three coffees whilst listening to it. But <laughs> it was, yeah, it was far too niche for me to push. And, What's the longest song yeah. that someone's ever sent you? Um, I think about twelve minutes, oh, and that was, yeah, that was like a sound, a soundscape. Okay. Um, but it's that's also an interesting subject, like track length, because mm. I feel like tracks getting shorter, especially pop tracks. You know, what was it? The traditional track length was what three minutes or three and a half minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but nowadays it's also with the Spotify algorithm, it's important to, they, they say the first 30 seconds of the track is important because that's a lot of the, the stuff that the Spotify algorithm takes. So the key of the track, whatever the language this that they'll take from the first 30 seconds of the track. Well, and everybody's attention span uh, is just out the window nowadays. E- exactly. And if people, yeah, and if people skip the track, um regularly then it it works against your algorithm yeah Mm. Ooh. uh it's good to know so yeah yeah but um yeah that's uh starting to see sort of two minute songs one and a half minute song yeah it's back to the Uh, 60s more and more regularly it's just like single a sides again all over which which is fine i mean there was a time like in the 90s where you know there weren't singles you know and and everyone wanted singles and once that happens, it mostly becomes background music. If you can just have singles off an album and no one has to buy the full album. So it became background music. And I think now with streaming, it's even more background music. Um, and that's, that's what music's being relegated to. But I'm glad there's people like you that really pay attention, are really doing it for the right reasons, because there's not enough people in this industry, and there never have been enough people in this industry that, that do it this way. And, it, and it's, it's a credit to you and your company for, for seeing that in you. And I think... What you're doing, even if it helps one band or a thousand bands, it's so important, Matt. What what you're doing, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, I really appreciate appreciate the kind words because it's 
it's like you say it's rare to come across even someone that will listen to your whole track you know you're not asking much um but unfortunately that's the way it is and i think that's the reason a little bit why we the company why you grow has grown um the yeah the, the past half a year or a year is because we're we're actually, uh, I think we're we're very we try and be as transparent as possible with the client for a start. I'm never gonna if I don't feel like I can push a track, like I say, I'm not gonna take your money. Um, that's number one. Whereas there's a lot of services out there similar to us which will take your money, give you two thousand streams for a hundred bucks, and hope you're happy with it, um, which is complete bullshit to be honest. Um, but the you know, the ultimate goal is is for the algor- algorithm to work for the artist and for it to grow organically. I mean, we can push the music so far within my network, but at some point we're hoping that the algorithm clicks for the artist and then it just, it grows from there. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, it's sad that you say that because it, it, it's the way it is. And, um, and although things are becoming more DIY and curation is becoming more DIY, you know, you can have someone, um, sat in a basement somewhere in, in Slovenia that has a, a playlist of 300,000 followers, um, that just caught onto the algorithm and, and the curation is very good. Um, that can, yeah, that can, bring thousands of streams to your track so i I also i I really believe in in networking as well um i mean i don't think it i still think it's very necessary i'm not saying it's becoming less necessary with digitalization but i still believe in the old school kind of having a beer with someone you know trading trading bands or songs or whatever and just building a relationship um and that's the sense that with 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 someone like yeah with the clients as well though they are paying for something and it is a service and we're giving something back but i still really believe in the um in the networking side of things the relationship building and and just you know honest honest uh, an honest service you know yeah I, I think it's good because this isn't the be-all, end-all because I, I still think bands should still write the best songs you can write, put on the best shows. You can still hustle, still break yep. your ass. The hand-to-hand is still important at a show. I love all of that, that that's still in play, and you're just not having anyone tell you how to do it. You don't have someone from the label saying, oh, exactly. you need to wear these pants or you need to do this. and That's all bullshit, and that's all out the window because of people like you, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Oh, cheers, man. I really really appreciate it. And yeah, like I say, I, I, I get my kicks from just listening to, I'd say most of the time, pretty nice music and yeah, seeing a bit of growth and, you know, and, and hoping and just pushing, pushing bands, you know, it's, it's, although I, I'd, I'd like to say that I'd meet some of these people, some of these bands I'm pushing sometimes and I'm, you know, I'm sat here in the Netherlands and say you guys are out in the US and I'm pushing bands and I'm pushing a band at the moment from, from Russia, for example. And 
I like to think also that if I pass through Russia or pass through the US, I'd give you give you guys a call and just say, look, I'm passing through your your area. Do you fancy a beer? Yes, um, that'd be awesome. And that's <laughs> and that's yeah, that's I, I really yeah, you know, that's something I really feel feels goes a long way as well. Well, you know, and when I, the life moves. I, I did want to say, you know, thanks for all the insight on, on Spotify and the playlists and the algorithm and how all that stuff works. And that's really great information for all of us. I know the people listening to are going to be really excited to have that level of insight. Um, so thank you. That's super, super great information. Really, yeah. pre- really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. How about you, Damien? Any final words? Um, I'm, well, I guess my final word would be that I agree that hand-in-hand combat is the best way to go and that that's always going to be better than you know, trying to just push online because online is just a big advertisement. There's nothing but advertisements. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, when you're actually having, like you said, having a beer with someone or talking to someone, showing them something in, you know, real life, then you actually get that, that connection. But online, everyone's just trying to like get to what they want to get to. They're not really, you know, stopping by to see, Oh, let me check out this band, you know? So walking into a bar and seeing a band play is going to be, 10 times more impactful than you know seeing an advertisement for a new single thanks for all the insight very nice meeting you yeah thank you matt this has been a pleasure we really appreciate it cheers no worries guys i appreciate you having me on and um yeah uh can i uh yeah i i'll I'll probably listen to this back uh this is on spotify right yes it'll be on we'll We'll let you know when it's coming and i'm sure you're gonna get songs yeah. from all of our bands at some point soon. Yeah, where can yeah, we definitely. find you? Where can all the people listening look yeah, you up? You can you can it's best to just shoot me a direct email. Um I'll always get back to you within a day. Um Matt at ugrow.com. Um perfect. If on the website the the website I don't know if you've looked at already, but the website's quite it looks quite shitty to be honest. I I'm not gonna deny that. Um but if you wanna that there are packages and stuff on there but if you want to just shoot me a direct email before for me to listen to the song, um, that is, yeah, that is always the best best way to do things, I'd say. Well, you're about um, to get blown up in your email. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> All right. Well, th- thank you so much, Matt. Have a great day. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Line up. Cheers, guys. Bye. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.